Welcome back to DC TV on Get Into Geek. My name is Mitch, here to talk all things Arrowverse and beyond. First up, big thanks to everyone who listened to episode one or the return episode of DC TV last week. I too, very glad to be back, even though last week, I apologize, did feel a little bit more negative than I would have liked, but hey, the only way is up. Now, we are still a few weeks out from the premiere of Superman and Lois, the next show to air. Uh, that's on Feb 25 in Australia. You can obviously catch that on uh, Foxtel or on Binge. Uh, Feb 23 in the US, because you guys get everything first. So DCTV is all Batwoman again this week. But no more setup. Let's get straight to it. Episode 2, Season 2 of Batwoman, Prior Criminal History. Uh, this show, it really needs to dump the early flashbacks. This episode is 10 seconds shy of opening with a flashback that reminds audiences that bats eat rats. Why are they here? Because bats eat rats, Alice. Thanks very much. Now, early on, we actually see that Ryan is someone that Kate's Batwoman had helped in the past, at, you know, at an ambiguous time somewhere in season one. It might actually seem a little bit convenient, but I actually like it for a couple of reasons. One, it's one of the rare cases that we actually see Batwoman or really any of the heroes from the Arrowverse in action where it doesn't connect to the story of that particular episode. The rescue of Ryan was clearly just another standard night out for Batwoman, and I feel we don't see enough of that you know I, I want to see those normal crimes that these heroes take down and not always to do with some maniacal plot by the villain of the week and two it's actually better motivation for ryan and better explains why she jumped at the chance last week to not only take the suit in episode one but also throw it on and take to being a vigilante even if only for her own personal mission now, why it was something that we didn't mention last week in one of the many appropriate conversations Ryan had, even with Mary or Luke, who knows? But as I mentioned, convenience. And it's obviously just a matter of convenience for this episode that Ryan had been a previous victim that was saved by Batwoman and potentially not even part of her character's backstory until they came to write this very episode. What is very convenient, though, is Ryan, like Kate before her, again, also has history with Sophie. Of course she does. Only this time, it's criminal and police officer. Obviously not former lovers. And sure, Sophie may have been the arresting officer or lead detective on a case involving Ryan back in the day, but there is no way that Ryan's going to be brought before Sophie now, even for an attempted armed robbery. Sophie's one of the lead crows. She's not dealing with petty crimes like this, even if it does involve someone that she's previously arrested. So why does the show do it? Same as last week. Everything is trying to rush to get Ryan included in and related to the previous stories and characters. And talk about speed. Sophie mistakenly let slip that Commander Kane had, quote, long lost any connection he had for Alice. And in the next scene, Ryan has figured out exactly who Alice really is. Ryan, what are you doing here? Does your dad know about all this? Somehow I've managed to keep it a secret. Guess that's what your family does, huh? Keeping secrets? I should pulled an all-nighter, so you're gonna have to be a little more clear. Alice is Beth Kane, isn't she? Who told you that? 
girl goes missing 16 years ago. Nobody's found. The new threesome, though, of Ryan, Mary, and Luke is actually starting to take shape, even just in the second episode. Though I will give the show credit for not having them BFFs immediately following last week. Ryan feels free to drop in to see Mary at her clinic, but doesn't yet feel the most positive of receptions from Mary, though hers is definitely better than Luke's. And I actually appreciate how hostile Luke is with Ryan, and her... I don't know, over-enthusiasm about joining the team. I watch this show with my wife, or I force her to watch with me. It depends on who you ask. And her reaction at the end of both episode one and two was, the stepsister is moving on really quickly. Luke's still holding out hope that Kate will return at any moment. I'm sure Mary is to some extent as well. But having Kate gone means that Luke, and especially Mary, are actually taking a more hands-on role within the show, which I mentioned last podcast. Mary started off season one as the annoying stepsister that you wanted to see less of. Now, despite how quick some of her turnaround might be, she's actually a much better character. Although her apparently secret medical practice seems to be very well known now. Even the police are bringing the infected to Mary at the end of the episode. But don't you dare let Daddy Kane know he couldn't handle it. I don't understand that anymore. I don't understand why that's a thing. I'm here at Gotham City Plaza where citizens have gathered to show their support for that woman who hasn't been seen in Gotham since the Crows ambushed her in Goliath Stadium over a week ago. I kind of find the whole idea of a Batwoman rally kind of hilarious, and that's beyond just the name. It did, though, give Alice the perfect target, but there was no real motive for the citizens to go after the Crows in particular at the rally. The news footage that we see as part of the exposition of the episode does show them screening footage of Batwoman's run-in with the Crows and the gunfire that ensued from, what, the season finale of season one? And we do see Batwoman in that footage make an escape. So as an audience, I think we really needed some random Gothamite to accuse the Crows, whether in person or via the news cameras, of having secretly imprisoned Batwoman, or even killed her, to justify why the crowd was making such a push. But Mary and Luke agree, Batwoman needs to show up at the rally and warn everyone of Alice's evil plan. And Ryan, again, offers to wear the suit. It's annoying, though, that when in the next scene she drops like a sack trying to make that perfect superhero landing, angry that Luke never told her that the cape is there to slow her descent, despite pulling off that exact move last episode. Oh, and on annoying, Ryan actually stands high up, looking over the rally while Luke and Mary watch Ryan from the cave. Via camera angles that would suggest they have drones flying and following her at all times. I know it's petty, we see this sort of stuff all the time. If we see security footage in, in some TV show, it's often using the cut and like legitimately cut and same edit points that the show has previously used. You know what I mean? Very little shows actually go to the effort of shooting something from a higher angle to replicate the viewpoint of a security camera. They just show 10 or 15 seconds of footage we've seen shot for shot in an episode previously and make it black and white, and bang, it's security footage. It's lazy shit. It, like I said, I know it's petty, but it really stuck out here, especially considering how high up they were. You know what I do want to see? Alice's backstory. I know we saw her physically fight Kate last season, but the rooftop battle with Ryan in this episode has me thinking she's had some serious martial arts training, and based on her connection with Sophia, and even the intimate knowledge she seems to have of Julia Pennyworth, Alice seems really connected with the underworld, even beyond that of Gotham. Possibly the stupidest moment of the episode, and just hearing myself say that, I really hope it doesn't become a running segment of the podcast. What is the missing scene 
that wasn't there because then the show can't do what it ends up doing afterwards. That doesn't really make a lot of sense. But after having her hands around Alice's throat at the end of that fight on the rooftop, pre-ad break, we next see Ryan peering over the ledge of the building, looking toward all of the bats and the bystanders they were attacking at the rally. And then we see behind her Alice running away from the rooftop, opening up a door and escaping via the fire stairs. As if Ryan never even tied her up, let alone knocked her down or out. The show needed Ryan to face a dilemma. Catch Alice or save the people of Gotham. But for someone who only wanted to wear the suit to avenge her mother's murder by killing Alice, the idea that Ryan wouldn't have adequately secured her is ludicrous. Like, that stands out so much. It's like the writers honestly had no clue. How do we have a tie her up, but then Alice get away so easily? And it's just like, well, let's just not ride it. Let's just skip around that. Now, on the bats, uh, one, oh, isn't it cute that the Batwoman heir apparent is scared of them? How ironic. What? I really hate bats. But two, they say that sci-fi is at its best when it addresses issues of the real world within the context of the fictional show. People have lauded things like Star Trek because of it. Right now, in our current climate around the world, it's prime for ideas. None more so than the coronavirus pandemic. So, how does Batwoman subtly address or adapt COVID-19 into its storyline? By throwing subtlety in the bin, setting the bin on fire and burying the ashes. Because they have just written an episode where there are literal bats flying around, infecting people with a literal sickness. But in better news... Just to further what I said before, I'm really enjoying the increased role that Mary has, and I like her growing dynamic with Luke, though her near desperation to see Ryan become the new Batwoman does feel really off. I said at the top, I actually did like that Ryan was a past victim that Kate had saved. That was great. But come to the end of the episode, we see Ryan reading one of Kate's journals to Bruce, where she spoke of a stranger she had rescued that really stood out to her as being a symbol of what Gotham could be. Of course, that was Ryan. Like, why wouldn't she have written about the character that would eventually replace her? That also just feels too much. Only we, the audience, need to see Kate's rescue of Ryan. Kate, having written about it so passionately as if Ryan did anything that truly inspired her, and Ryan having read it too far. And then the scene ends with Ryan opening to a new page and begin penning an entry to Kate. Another example of her doing everything that Kate used to. Just let her be her own character. Even the homeless girl on the street telling Ryan that she was all the Batwoman she needed just felt icky. It, like last week, the messaging is fine. The execution's just killing it a little bit. For me, this episode, it's no better or worse than last week. Things still feel like they're moving just as fast to fit Ryan into Kate's place, but maybe it's more forgivable this time around because it's not the first episode of the new season. Even Luke agrees by the end of this episode that Ryan can play Batwoman, until Kate gets back, that is. Hopefully, the show can just settle down, slow the pace, and just play out as a normal episode next week. In the meantime, subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already. Hit us up on the socials at Get Into Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or drop us a line via GetIntoGeek at gmail.com. If there's something else that you really want to bring up on the show, you got any questions that we can raise... It'll be a one-sided conversation, but I will answer them on the show. We'll catch you back next week for Episode 3 of Batwoman for DC TV. Get into Geek.